Hello, hello! Welcome to Intentional Sounding, the Draw Play Podcast, episode 16. I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocio. With me, as always, is subpar duct tape Sam Grezis. Oh no! Dude, off-brand duct tape is the worst! I, I had, I straight up, like, I had a roll of it, and I was like, I got a roll of duct tape, I can fix anything, and, like, I tried to do some, like, fix, or, like, put together an AC unit, like, the the parts that cover the window were broken, I tried to, like, duct tape it back together, it just, like, didn't work, and everything ended up breaking, it was terrible! So Have you I ever bought to that any statement. of those uh, those duct tapes that are like team sponsored? They have like team decals <laughs> on them, and you're like, oh wow, I could I could put my team on all my stuff that I have to fix, and then I, it just falls off immediately. Yeah, I was gonna say, I never really understood the point of of that, uh, unless you're gonna make unless you're gonna make like a duct tape wallet from it or something, or a duct tape fedora. Um, I I never really got the whole branded duct tape, like fashion duct tape. I never had a duct tape wallet. I had a lot of friends in college who had the duct tape wallet. I had a real person wallet, like an adult. Nice. Good, good. When I got to college, I got a real person wallet that had neon dollar signs on it that I got at an outdoor music festival. That sounds fantastic. It, well, it was. <laughs> th- this week, we actually have a guest back again, and this is his second time on the podcast. We had him for the draft podcast, and uh, welcome back, Nick. How you doing, Dave? And Sam, who I just met. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Sam wasn't on the uh, draft podcast. That's true, because yeah. Because I had horrible audio problems and had to re-record on a day you weren't available. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a shame because I was actually at the draft. Oh, that's true. You were. Yep. Again, you know, listen, if if you're ever at the draft, it's always a, a treat. And I'm sure you guys talked about this, you know, to hear people boo Roger Goodell and just to know that it's not just you. Yeah. That is that sounds pretty great. Anyway, it's still July, so things still suck. There, we have two weeks until the Hall of Fame game, which is on August 7th between the Packers and the Colts. And I assume, I think we talked about this a little bit earlier before we recorded, but we're probably not really going to watch it. I, well, you guys said that <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna like, so what you said, what we were talking about before the podcast is you were like, I usually watch it for a quarter and then, uh, and then like stop watching it. I can't take anymore. And that's exactly what's going to happen with me because i i really 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 want football to be back you'll take gas, fake football. Ga- i was gonna say this is like gas station dollar store brand <laughs> football it, it's light football it, it's it's light football just like light beer it's it's terrible you, you'll yeah, drink it yes. if it's the only thing you have and and so that's the thing after a quarter i'll, I'll realize that this is you know what have i done this was a terrible decision and i'll go back to watching how it's made so <laughs> I I need to keep going outside as long as possible before football keeps me indoors. For that's that's fair. Yeah, I might five I might, six months. I might play some Pokemon Go. I knew you some. were going to mention it. I can't oh, escape yeah, that. There it is. There it is. No matter where I go. Four minutes in, Pokemon mm-hmm. Go. There it is. I joined a Pokey Gang yesterday. I was. Oh uh, my god. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing Pokemon Go. Or, no, I was playing basketball down at the uh, the communal courts, and there was these two kids who were like looking at me because I substitute teach, and they realized I taught them. They came over with me. We played some basketball, and then they like were playing Pokemon Go. I'm like, oh, I just started playing that. How do you do that? And they led me to the spots, man. 
nice. to move their wings. I got to flip the balls, and I shouldn't probably say that when concerning students. I got to, <laughs> <laughs> I got to catch things. Oh my god. It's a it's it's weird, man. I it's haven't a, downloaded it yet. I've resisted. You don't listen, man. Don't don't let us try and convince you to download. Oh, it. I no, think it's trust awesome. me. I, get like, there's enough, nothing you can man. say that I haven't already heard. And the I'm fact sure. that my my girlfriend has been sitting there playing it for <laughs> God knows how long now, and she keeps showing me all the new Pokemon she's catching. So. Trust me, I want to play it. It's just one of those things. I have enough distractions in my life. Sure. I don't I don't need to spend that much more time looking at my phone. Yeah, so, that's fair. That's fair. So I am not playing Pokemon Go. It's It looks fun. It probably is fun. Yeah, I'm purposely no. trying to be an adult about it. Walk around and get exercise on your own. You don't have to point your phone. Yeah, that's true. Don't you don't have to, like, you know, some... Exactly. I, I, I was going outside and hiking before it was Pokemon Go. I did the walking thing before it was cool. Yeah, I discovered my legs before the app came out. Yeah, which is true for some people. That's, that's that. That's the thing. That's like the thing that I I do kind of appreciate is that like these people. It is getting who, people out. You know, yeah, yeah, who don't? I don't know. There there have been a lot of like articles that like people with depression or something find the game and like now they're going outside and like I'm talking to people like asking where you know you're playing where are the Pokemon and like whatever and that's awesome i actually so i'm in there's like a group for chicago on facebook um and they do like bar crawls and stuff uh and there was one like this this dude posted he had to have been a like you know 60s 70 year old guy uh according to his picture and he was like hey just downloaded the app what are the good spots and like everyone <laughs> everyone was like oh you can catch like pikachus here you know this is a good spot for this nice to hear thing. an old person actually embracing it because i feel like all the older people on my facebook page and stuff like that are posting those terrible memes so it's like ah everyone's playing pokemon go but i got adult stuff to do <laughs> or turn in your man card if you play pokemon go and it, it it's just like, oh, look at all these people who are depressed that they feel out of touch. And they're yeah, trying really. to deflect it. <laughs> so the the really funny thing is is I, I've seen a bit of that, not that much, but like uh, you know, when I when when I hear people talking about people posting those memes, like none of the people like pe- we don't care. The people who play the game don't don't no care. Cares. No, no one cares. No one cares what you post on Facebook. I've never seen right. a single thing on Facebook. By the way, this is a football podcast. I've never seen yeah. that same <laughs> thing on Facebook where when I'm like, I looked at it, I'm like, that changed my mind. That what yep. they said there was some good stuff and they got enough likes. No, it doesn't happen. That's uh, true. I've, I've never had my opinion changed by a Facebook comment. It's, it's hard. Uh, yep. But we all do it. I changed my flag to the French flag or my, my mm-hmm. Facebook pic to the French flag. Yeah. I stopped doing that whole thing a while ago. The only th- I'm only really on Facebook so that I can write snarky things on friend posts and <laughs> pretty much manage my own draw play site. I spend more time on my draw play Facebook page than I do my own Facebook page. Yeah. And That's fair. Face- Facebook is, it's there. It's a part of life. Can't really get rid of it, but I don't really like it. I spend a lot more time on Twitter. Yeah. Twitter is fun though. Twitter is fun. Twitter, Twitter's Twitter. fun because people are self-aware on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I, that's a bad way to put it. Let me check yeah. how many followers I have. <laughs> <laughs> the people I follow on Twitter uh, and like weird Twitter and stuff, like people that are aware that Twitter is kind of a game. Yeah. You know, I that's 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 a lot of fun. And then the great part is when people who are aware that Twitter is a game 
start getting into conversations with people who aren't um and then you just follow it and laugh and that's fun yeah. so you know it's, that's it's the fun to silver most of the time i try to actually avoid the people who don't get it because it's no fun to get sucked into an idiot oh conversation. sure sure i just like watching it <laughs> i've i've been in a couple and both times i'm like you know this was not worth my time this was completely pointless yeah. i'm just gonna let other people because some people really enjoy going out of their way and like screw like calling out dumb yeah. twitter followers and stuff like that but for the most part i've just found it it just gets you more attention that it's just people calling you stupid and it's it doesn't mean anything it's ultimately not worth your time and i say this as a man with twelve thousand twitter yeah. followers so i think i know what i'm talking about <laughs> uh, oh, football fans are the worst that's true football fans really are are bad on on twitter i mean sports, we, we like sports are the worst well no uh, video games are the worst but sports are that sports are up there very very true like there were there was there were like some there was some bad stuff that happened recently in like uh at like video game conventions and like looking at like video games twitter about it not something i recommend you do you'll feel i bad avoid i avoid video games twitter yeah like the plague yeah i i know that is that is a toxic waste dump yep yep don't, of, of a just twitter don't do it. just don't do it don't be there. at least sports twitter can be fun that's tr yeah there are good i i don't think there's a single must follow video games twitter account unless you count this one japanese developer who just posts broken English and like pretty photos he takes and it's adorable and hilarious and fun. Whereas there are a few sports uh, Twitter accounts that are actually funny and good. Um, there, so, there, are, you know. there are worthy follows on video game Twitter. You just have, I just, I follow the purposefully snarky ones sure. just so I can kind of keep in touch with that side, but I don't follow any of like, the bigger names I've, i just follow like the people who like me who sit on the outside of what they love and just make jokes about it that's yeah that's fair that's fair i think that's the best way to go with twitter is being snarky and i think I, you yeah. can't you can't be serious on twitter it's just not the place for it <clears throat> no that's that's true and like honestly even facebook i'm just like facebook exists instagram yeah. exists twitter exists Whatever, it's July. But football we also should... exists. Yeah. <laughs> well, so so that's the July thing. I was we're going podcast. from Twitter, and you were is. and you were like sports. Sports Twitter is the worst, and I I thought of instantly thought of Spilly, and thinking of Spilly made me think of Pittsburgh, and thinking of Pittsburgh made me think of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and thinking of the Pittsburgh Steelers made me think of Le'Veon Bell. And uh, what what his fans that are segue was on pulled Twitter. together with mediocre duct tape. Mediocre uh, yep, duct yes, tape. sir, it was hanging. It's the vent hanging off the side of the wall. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of you have lived up to bit. what I called you at the beginning of this podcast, Sam. Uh, you, you can't say I don't try. Yes, so <laughs> Levy and Bell facing a four game suspension for skipping a drug test, mm -hmm. which I've I've heard he apparently said something that he's he expects to beat it with the appeal, but. Le'Veon Bell, he he missed what two games last year because he smoked some weed or uh, took HGH or something. Was it last year? It was last year. He missed okay. two games. I think it was two games, two or three games. I think it may have been a four-game suspension that he appealed and, and got it, it got, down yeah, to three. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I I don't quote me on it. I'm sure someone's going to listen to me and tell me on Twitter that I'm an idiot and wrong. <laughs> but I'm bringing this off the top of my head. I don't 
I don't. I think it was three games, and then he came back for maybe two games, and immediately got hurt again. Yeah, that's. So, but this is a pretty big right. uh, blow to the Steelers. It, well, I, if you, you wouldn't know that looking at Steelers Twitter, I'm like on there right now, and so the the first results. Steelers find hidden win in Le'Veon Bell suspension. Steelers offense still great, but loses dimension without Bell. Uh, these are all on ESPN ESPN articles, by the way. The hidden win is that is that they'll be able to negotiate a better contract in 2017. <laughs> which that, is, that, that's that's pulling that's for a, strings that's there. That's a real yeah. reach. Like fair, but that's. I mean, also to be on. fair about Steelers fans, there's not many fan bases in the NFL who are better at finding the positives yeah. because of where the Steelers were great. Yeah. I, I think maybe only the Patriots are better than the Steelers are. At, at like how this bad at, thing that is rationalization. Actually a good yeah, thing. this yeah. is actually a yeah. boon. <laughs> there was there there are these people. So again, so what master. Uh, Jalay, Tom Brady, Le'Veon Bell, and Josh Gordon will all be the number one players at their position at season end. Hot takes, fire emoji, because Josh Gordon has been reinstated to the NFL after uh, his drugs ban uh, with a four-game suspension. And then uh, someone else, Jared Gang, who I want to be in a fantasy football league with, is saying he's drafting Le'Veon and Josh Gordon with his first two picks in fantasy football. <laughs> okay, buddy. I yeah, really like have fun with that. Come on. <laughs> Here's my deal with the Le'Veon Bell shit. The the NFL is a league of precedence, right? It's why sure. the stupid shit with Ray Rice happened. The only reason Ray Rice got like what was it, one game or two game suspensions because he didn't break the rules before. And it wasn't yeah, it wasn't right. because, you know, that they're so stupid they can't be like, oh, yeah, you know, beating a wife is not nearly as bad as PEDs. No one's yeah, saying that. Yeah, it had nothing that. to do with no. the actual nothing. infraction he did. It was that it was, like, the first and, time and he the, ever did. Yeah, in the eyes of a jurisprudent society that the NFL put themselves in, because the legal lawyers, is National Football Lawyer League, is double L, um, is that when you have these precedents set, you have to follow them to the letter of the law, so you remove emotion, remove having that, you know, sense of mob mentality for judging things. And that's why Le'Veon Bell got his four-game suspension, right? Le'Veon Bell, uh, if you looked up his injury history, he's almost never been injured. And that right there sends up a red flag. And I'm going to say this right now in case Le'Veon Bell's listening. I'm really sorry. I don't know anything about your life, okay? You could have <laughs> never done any of this. Here comes the wild speculation. But! <laughs> but! <laughs> If you, if you get through football that long as a running back, you're not hurt that much. You're either taking, you know, PEDs to hasten your recovery speed, which is what a lot of people use steroids yeah. for, or you're smoking weed out your ass to not feel yeah. like And that's what he was probably skipping, right? He was, he's, yep, he's, yeah. uh, he's came back from an MCL tear. Uh, he came back pretty fast from it and he doesn't want to get popped for this. On the flip side, we have to remember Le'Veon Bell's what, 26 years old? Yeah. He's two years younger than I am. Right. Yeah. I'm not smart. How old are you guys? You're 30-something? I'm 28. Yeah, yeah, I'm 27. You guys aren't smart either. We're all dumb. No, No, we're we're, we're dumb. (laughs) You get into a situation when you're making millions and millions of dollars, right? And you get your MCL teared, and you know that the league, you know, Calvin Johnson said himself, you know, you can get painkillers like candy. They're opiates. Everyone gets addicted to opiates. It's heroin. Um, You get this league where you need to come back from your injury you got a trainer, you got a coach saying, now don't take these drugs because we need you. You know, if you get popped, it's like not even being on the team. You get these trainers coming to you right afterwards like, hey, 
take these vitamins and they'll get you back. Yeah. And you yeah. think about your, you think about your millions, think about your coach saying these things. And then you have to realize that this is a league that doesn't see gray and only sees black and white. And you get all these things and you know, you're probably smoking pot at the same time. You want to skip some of these drug tests. And I, I, yeah. I agree with right. them too. So something's <laughs> gotta be done. Right guys. Like, I, yes. I mean, they should probably legalize or at least not make it such an offense to smoke weed. Indiana, like, that's the thing, man. Indiana, Even though they just the forced out one matter? of the spokesmen for it with Eugene Monroe. I'm a pot advocate. Oh, I'm retiring early. I wonder if... I don't... I'm not well, saying these two things are connected, but if they are, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe yeah. he does. He can't get a new job because everyone's looking at him like, oh, he's the pot guy. We don't, we don't <sighs> want that controversy on the team. It's just Maybe. such a so we're all over it. Do they not it know is. that we're all over it? Yeah, but like again, I mean, I get, I get, I get it, I get it, right? I do get it, but like at the same time, I think that would anyone? So here's here's my question: Would anyone care if the NFL put out a uh, like a very small press release saying that they're just not going to test for uh, for pot THC? anything like like that uh like legal recreational drugs anymore in you know and and if you get caught with pot where it's illegal it'll be subject to the law of the state not you know any kind of nfl related thing that's true so if like a seattle player you know, tests positive for thc it probably shouldn't judge him too harshly right he lives in a state where it's legal right exactly or or you know a, a broncos player or if, you know, or, you know, someone who's playing an away game in Denver decides to smoke up because it's, you know, legal for, for citizens to do I guess the only, lot, you know? yeah, yeah, the only issue would be if you're in on a team in a very conservative hate pots kind of state. I don't, I don't know. I don't, what's Florida like? Is Florida pretty anti-weed? I, I, I feel I, like Florida uh, would be. I feel like Florida, I feel like, I feel like, like any, Florida that, maybe right? Georgia. Georgia, one of the one of the southern states, I feel like weed is probably still a big no no down there. Mm. And if that player on the let's say the Falcons goes to Denver and smokes some weed there and then gets tested back when he's in Atlanta. Oh well, sure. What yeah, what's okay. that situation? Yeah, because that, if that, he says yeah. like I smoked it when I was when it was legal in that state, but I got tested when I was in a state where it wasn't legal, there's a little bit of you got to figure that out. So I, yeah, I think they do have to just, fair. they have to wipe it off all across the board or they have to do what they continue to do and make it standard all across well, the so, board. So that was what I, well, what my point was is that I think that the NFL in, the NFL in general shouldn't test for pot, right? No, I think me neither. That, I think that, I think that like pot, and again, this is getting back to my whole thing that like, I think that the NFL does not have an obligation to be any kind of moral compass i think that they have a responsibility to law enforcement to like if if they're aware of something that's gone gone wrong to report it to them but like you know in a case where someone's going to go to j like someone's going to go to jail for any offense you know i i don't think the nfl necessarily should suspend someone based on that i think that like it's the decision of the teams and the owners. Like, do we want to have this convicted guy back on the team? Do you, do you, do we think our fans would support it? And then that would kind of, I don't know. I, I just think that this whole thing where the NFL, Oh, we're going to suspend our players because they smoked pot. 
Like I, it doesn't hurt their, it, it doesn't help their performance or anything. It's not like they're cheating by yeah. smoking pot. That's that's the thing it's that not, bothers it's me. It's not relevant. It's not a to performance enhancer. Yeah, exactly. Nothing. If anything, it helps the players because it helps them relax. It helps their concussion symptoms. It's a bit of a pain relief. And we could right. say that till our, we're blue in the face. But the what matters is again, Nash, NFLL, National Football Oil League, or whatever you want to be yeah. calling it. Uh, yeah. is they have to follow the letter of the law. These are yeah. stadiums are owned majorly by taxpayer money, yeah. right? Yeah. If you start yeah. getting into the, the weed thing, there's going to be people, you can tell congressmen like, why are you getting a new stadium when they let their kids, let our kids smoke pot because they smoke pot and they yeah. think it's okay. I mean, there's still a lot of people out there who don't, who are, haven't come around on weed yet. Even out here in Oregon where pretty it, you could pretty much smoke openly and the cops would be like, hey, come on, man. When it when it was on the bill, I we still got like a lot of mail, and we still saw some billboards, people putting up like "Don't don't say yes on this bill. Yeah. We don't want your kids smoking the reefer." <laughs> and th this is a far more pot liberal area than most of the country. So anyway, now that that's done, yeah, <laughs> I I really wanted to say this because I, he was an important part of my football childhood growing up. Was Dennis Green. Rest in peace, Dennis mm -hmm. Green. Yeah. We are where we thought they were. We are. <laughs> oh, God. Just one of the greatest quotes in in history. That whole game was incredible, and mm -hmm. that was just the cherry on top. Jeez. Do you remember that? Do you remember watching that game? Because I actually remember watching that game. Well, I don't. I, I mean, I, I have, like... Memories That's of before watching. you were the big fan. That was the Bears. That was sexy Rexy Grossman at yep. his worst. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. Sex dragon. At least the sex cannon. That that was oh. the sex dragon that day was not a good dragon. No. That was he I was like three interception. He he turned the ball over like four times and they had, the Bears had no business losing that game and they managed to lose that game. <laughs> no, they managed to win that game. They had no business right. winning and they right. managed to win and Dennis Green went will forever go down in football lore for having a meltdown in the post game conference, yeah. kind of out of nowhere. Have you watched that full con Have you watched that full video recently with his death? Uh, no, it's kind of funny recently. how it, it his his tirade feels like it it just kind of happens. He doesn't get set off by a question. He starts to answer a question kind of normally, and then it just it just suddenly bubbles up and explodes out of him, and you could just hear the reporters in the room like, oh. Oh, this is going to be really good. But it's kind of a shame that he's going to be best known for that tirade because yeah. he was a really good coach. It's yeah, yeah, you know, and and it's 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 tough that's when the... when that's, you know, the one thing you get remembered by even if it is like I, you know, I like that and I, you know. Oh, I do too. And I think I think it's kind of neat that he will go down in NFL lore because honestly, for the most part, I feel like he's been forgotten outside of that. Yeah, I think a lot of coaches just get plain forgotten, like even the yeah. famous that's ones. That's true. No, that's very like, true. Say Chuck Noll to the kid and see what they think. What yeah, they say. Yep. I'm just gonna wonder if it's I don't know, like a UFC fighter or something. <laughs> Chuck, <laughs> Chuck Noll. Chuck Noll sounds like a like a like a fighter kind of name, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just the name Chuck. Chuck sounds like a like an old school bruiser kind of name. To I me. Chuck Chuck Knoll to me sounds like the name of like if Henry Rollins weren't named Henry Rollins, he'd be named Chuck Knoll, like a guy a guy that plays in a punk band and then and then 
gets really jacked and, and and opens up a series of boxing gyms. That's true. You really have to be a really famous coach to be remembered. Like everyone's going to know Tom Landry at least yeah. if you're into football. But and like I mean Dick Bill Walsh of... too. But Bill Walsh is a little bit mm-hmm. lesser. There's a lot that goes into coaches without people realizing it too. Like people always go like, okay, here's a good coach, right? He he won 12 games, lost four. He went up to the playoffs, yada yada yada. They don't think about like the coach who goes down there and says, okay, you know, you're a left tackle. You're not kicking your leg out here. I caught that on tape. What you want to do is you're fa- you're you know facing this O tech who always likes mm-hmm. to go inside. You want to catch him on his inside elbow because that's what you do. You push him away and you hand fight. And then the guy walks out there. He's the best left tackle in the league. No one ever talks about those guys. Yeah, no one talks about the stuff that they do in the locker room with the players, The like the father type of relationship a lot of them have with these players. And that we just judge them purely on wins, and it's kind of unfair. The really funny thing is that it's the complete – well, not the complete opposite, but on, on the college level. You do see that, and you do see people paying attention to the fact that, like this, like this coach, is is develop like developing these young players, and and like, you know, taking this three or two star rec- recruit and turning them into a legitimate NFL prospect, you know, and, and like uh, a high, the you know, college level, it's almost coach. creepy how much control the coach has. Though. Oh, he, well, he's true. the one going to the, the high schools and being like leaving his card on the table of these poor kids in high school. Like, Hey, yeah, <laughs> yep. come to Oklahoma, baby. <laughs> co- college coaches have a lot more control. So I think it's a little bit more visible there. That's, that's NFL is a little bit more of a, uh, it feels more businessy. Yeah, than and, and I guess does, that even makes though it's pretty sense. much the same. Like if you're if you're thinking about the NFL as as you know business, right? What is the what is the trade of the NFL as a business? It's wins and not necessarily like player. Um, and sometimes I wonder if growth. that element of coaches is what keeps certain coaches employed, even from the outside. It kind of doesn't look like they're that good of a coach. You know, like Jeff Fisher, like Jeff Fisher's had a job for forever and he like he's not a good coach. But when looking at him from an outside perspective, his teams routinely underperform based on their talent level. But maybe Fisher has a good feel in locker rooms. Maybe Fisher's really good with the players. We don't know. I don't know Jeff Fisher personally. Right. And that's so... That's another thing. So I've been watching. I told you about this. I think a, a week or two ago. I was watching um, the Amazon Prime series about the Arizona Cardinals, and um, I actually got a lot more respect, not just for uh, Arians, but for most football coaches, because like the whole point of that is 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 they got cameras in on these practices that you know you don't usually see. It's not, and it's not really like hard knocks where it's like a reality type show. There, it's like football like all about football and um and it's just like you see you see arians like getting into players faces and being like what the fuck are you doing out there like fix it and telling them like how to fix it and then the flip side of that like seeing it when that approach isn't going to work for a player and and you know being more fatherly but you can see like the whole coaching staff and coordinators coming together to like actually not just get wins, but getting wins by by improving their players, right? I, you know, yeah. the 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 player improvement track, I think, is like you guys are saying, something that kind of gets lost in in the shuffle when you talk about football at the professional level. 
because it usually gets attributed, and rightfully so, mostly to the player themselves, right? Yeah. Um, and and although that's definitely the case, you know, a player gets fit, gets healthy, applies themselves, and does more. You know, it's it's really hard to do that without a coaching staff, you know, an offensive or defensive coordinator that actually kind of puts in the effort as well to kind of help you get there. Absolutely. That's one of the th- reasons why I liked watching Hard Knocks was you could see mm-hmm. the coach doing coach stuff. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons I really liked watching the Miami Dolphins Hard Knocks because Joe Philbin was such a boring piece of white bread. <laughs> was he? <laughs> you know, I, I didn't watch oh my, it. Was he, he was so lame joe i i watched that and joe philbin he's just standing there around like he he wasn't really getting in faces he was just kind of like hey guys i'm the coach (laughs) hey chad i so you did a thing that's kind of bad and we're just gonna have to let you go okay (laughs) you know it's the bill lumberg of football coaches hey, hey jeff ireland i think he was the gm at the time he's just hey are you gonna get a player and jeff's like yeah i think i'm gonna trade um vante uh the vante davis the the cb he traded him to the colts mm. but at the time it was like on the show just, i'm gonna trade him to the colts yeah and philbin's like okay that works <laughs> he, he was such a non-entity it was amazing i so that's the it's so funny when I have image. We all have images in our head of like what coaches are like behind closed doors or whatever. And I'm always very surprised when they turn out to be correct. Like you know Rex and Rob Ryan, they are who again you know Dennis Green. Yeah, yeah. They are who we thought they. You are. thought you were. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And 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 you know to a lesser extent Bruce Arians. Like if you watch the Amazon show, it's you're not going to be surprised with the way he is. Um, Football coaches are going to be a lot of things. Boring, I don't think... I always think like, oh, you know, I'm making jokes like, oh, he's boring, oh, whatever. He's not actually boring. And, you know, it's always funny when those those kind of things get confirmed, like the characters are confirmed. I Seriously, that's the only real season of Hard Knocks I've watched all the way through simply because I liked watching how boring Philbin was. And it really... It was kind of funny after watching that season, watching how his tenure with the Dolphins kind of ended on that sour note. Yeah. Because there was like all those reports of the players just ignoring him. Yep. And just completely going off script and ignoring Philbin. Because Philbin, you could tell, he's not going to be that kind of guy who goes up into your face and goes, bah! and yells at you to get better. And that works for some coaches, but philbin doesn't have any personality i was gonna say you have to there has to be another you have to be able to fall back on something or have another coaching style yeah if, if you don't do that you know it's all I mean? sports psychology you know yeah yeah you know how much you want to dismiss it it's all you gotta convince people it's like yep. being a, it's uh, being a manager at a best buy you Pub- know? yeah public speaking like yes. uh, in life but especially <laughs> in, in football we all hold hands and nod um, yeah the, yes Poor Dennis Green, rip Dennis Green, uh, rip Le'Veon Bell's first four games this season. Let's look to the future. What do you guys think is going to happen this season? Uh, my bold prediction for this year is that the Bengals will finally win a playoff game. Ooh. The Bengals will finally? They've never won a playoff game? Nice. Well, not s- since, <laughs> what, the 80s? I was, like, I was like, weren't they in the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, not um, since the 80s, but yeah, it's the yeah. current roster, Marvin Lewis, the, the yeah. Bengals that have lost, what, four years in a row now? They will finally win a playoff game. A playoff game. They're not going to win two. 
they're going to squeak by barely on one win and everyone will be excited because last year we had the Chiefs finally break that streak. I think the Bengals are finally going to break that streak. My my bold prediction, and the only reason I'm saying this is is just because I want it to happen so bad. Uh, the Patriots don't make the playoffs. Ah, oh, that is a bold prediction. That's a super bold yeah. prediction and a super strong take. I I, I I hope, uh, and you know I I think. That that Tom Brady, uh, the loss of Tom Brady will hurt them a little bit more than they think it might. Um, the rest of their uh, division's gonna gonna step up a little bit, and I think that there's there's a possibility, uh, not just that they won't like lead their division easily like they have in the past, but I you know yeah. I think that I think that they uh, they are primed to slip up in a pretty pretty major way my other my other not so uh bold prediction is that the panthers are going to win uh the panthers are going to win the super bowl the super bowl yeah i think the panthers are going to regress really okay i think i think they're going to regress i think last year they had an excellent injury luck nobody people really didn't get hurt on the panthers like normally every Every year, there's at least one major player on a lot of teams that goes down. It kind of really damages their chances. And part of the ways those the teams that win make it all the way is because they're healthy at the right time. They didn't have these really big injuries. And mm-hmm. I think the Panthers are going to rest. I still think they'll make the playoffs. They're not going to be what they were last year. See, th- I think they'll they'll get maybe 11 wins. The reason I disagree with that, the and, and the only reason I disagree with that, is because they are just, they're still very, very young. They're, I think that maybe, you know, maybe they do regress this year, but I think the the trend for the Panthers in general, like if you go, like if you extrapolate out like five years, it's an upward trend if they're able to hang on to these players, which I think they will be. Oh, Yeah. So I and I mean they will have Kel- Kelvin Benjamin back, which is a good boon. But yeah. I I think Cam's gonna get hurt. Oh, I not really hope bad, not. Not badly hurt, but a lot of teams are gonna watch what Denver did to them in the Super Bowl and how they just beat the hell out of Cam and it screwed up his game. I I he gets hit a lot anyway. I just feel like at some point there's gonna be a hit at the wrong angle and he's gonna. He's gonna suffer like a like a bruised rib, that sort of thing. Not mm-hmm. a major. I'm not talking like ACL injury, although that might happen. I think he's gonna get banged up. Oh, sure. To the point where he's not gonna be at the same level, and it's it's gonna hurt them. Yeah, I I can. They'll see still that. be contenders, but they're not gonna be what they were last year. I can see that. The only again, the only thing I'll say about that is you know just Cam Newton is so huge, right? He's like his when you when you see um other kind of other quarterbacks doing the things or trying to do the things that Cam Newton does, you get worried about them about like taking the, the, the big hit, but Cam Newton's just so like, so tall and, and broad and like the way he is built, you know, mm-hmm. he, he can, he can take that, that kind of damage. And he has been for a while. I just, you know, hopefully it doesn't. How long does that hold right, up? Exactly. Though? How long does that last? It, it's not like question. he's not, he's not Russell Wilson who, he, he Russell also gets hit, but he's he's kind of like Eli in that he knows how to get hit. Yeah. Like, one of the things that's kept Eli yeah. on his feet for so long is that Eli knows how to get hit. When he when he, when he he gets hit, he knows how to crumple, he knows how to fetal, and he doesn't get hurt because of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas Cam is a little bit more willing to throw himself into it, and at some point, that's going to catch up with him. Right. That's Yeah, that's that's true. 
That's very true. I what mean, about... that's kind of what happened to RG3. RG3 didn't have Cam's body, so he got yeah. beaten up yeah. really quick. Cam Newton's a lot sturdier, but you can't keep throwing yourself at people the way he does and have it not catch up to you. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Just hopefully he's, he's more smart about it. What about you, Nick? You got any uh, need... strong takes for this uh, for this season? Uh, when Dave uh, hit me up this morning, he was like, hey, we need something for tonight. Can you think of any uh, crazy predictions for the NFL? I'm like, okay, I got to think of something, right? <laughs> and I'm driving down the road, and I'm like, what's crazy in the NFL? And like, you guys just came up here like, you know, Panthers might win and stuff like that. I was like, a kicker might beat his wife. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's totally possible. We haven't had, yeah. have we had a kicker committed to this? I don't think we've had a scumbag kicker I, yet. No, we haven't had a scumbag no, kicker we yet. we haven't. We haven't. I want a scumbag kicker now. I think a kicker can beat up his wife. Uh, that's one. I think Tom Brady's going to get a career ender on his first uh, game back. I think oh, it's wow. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, I never root for, for injuries. Except I think I Mark Sanchez is going to take the Broncos back to the Super Bowl. I think Trevor Simeon is going to take the Broncos back to the Super Bowl. David, <laughs> David, I want to see Mark Sanchez. Take yeah, that's you, you know what? That's that's the thing. At the end of the day, honestly, like it's a win. Whichever quarterback takes the Broncos to the Super Bowl, you know, if Mark Sanchez or Trevor Simeon goes on a deep playoff run, it would just be the best thing ever. And it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. Both of those both of those quarterbacks are better than. Uh, or better than Peyton was. We talked about this yeah. last week. I, you know, if 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 the Broncos had uh, had either of them uh, in the reserves this past year, you know, I, I don't know if anything would have changed in the Super Bowl. Peyton Peyton was yeah. terrible last season. Mm-hmm. Brock Osweiler was arguably worse. Yeah, that's true. And the Texans paid him a ton of money. But the Texans are going to win the AFC South. I guess that's not a bold prediction because the AFC South is garbage. Yeah, yeah. Well, but still... I think I think the Texans will win the AFC South, and then I think they will lose to the Bengals in the first round. Oh, wow! That, not only will the Bengals finally win a playoff game, but they'll finally beat the team that seems to screw them over the most. That the yeah, that would be that would be great. That'd be some good uh, Schadenfreude for uh, for Bengals fans. I also think the Jags are going to make the playoffs. You know what? I, I you know, no, 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 no. I don't think that's I don't think that's that far fetched either. I think that's a, a decent enough prediction. I think I think the Texans and the Jags both go to the playoffs. The AFC so, South sends two teams to the playoffs. That's my bold prediction. Good. Let me tell you, my friends, I have a useless degree. I have a degree from William Patterson University, which is a small college in North New Jersey for history. And uh, when you become a, a, a historian, you see that things repeat themselves. And what our friend Dave just did was did what every <laughs> Rams fan did from 2006 to 2012, where every single season, they might be good this year. Dude, you don't know. They have a wide – their defense is good. They got a new coach. And every year, every year, 6-10, 7-9, 8-8, the Jags this year – are gonna go eight and eight. It's gonna be the most lame duck eight and eight. Brock uh, Bortles is gonna throw for four thousand yards. Both the Allens are gonna be the best fantasy guys in the world. They're gonna go eight and eight. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna yeah. happen. They're gonna get eight and eight next year. Yeah, that's fair. Ooh, I've got another. I've got another uh, strong take though. Uh, Todd Gurley will be a top five running back. That's a strong. That's take. a strong take. Is it? I think it is. <laughs> he was basically almost that last year. Aaron Rodgers will throw for ten touchdowns at least. 
10 touchdowns at least at least wow <laughs> i don't i don't think i don't buy it nick uh, that's that's girly. that's some that's some bullshit snap. because he's gonna get hurt week two. Oh snap <laughs> that <could> happen. <laughs> just like hey. his leg yeah <laughs> oh snap oh who's gonna be the passing leader next year what if it is bortles Oh my God! Be still my beating. Bortles heart. has uh, what was like that one year where Drew Brees led the league and pretty much almost broke Marino's record, but the Saints were still eight and eight. It was I was like two thousand seven or two thousand six when before Brees really elevated and won the Super Bowl. I think he he was like ten yards short of Dan Marino's single season yardage record, but the Saints were garbage. Do you remember that? Does anyone uh, remember that? No. Particularly, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Sorry, and you're the history major. <laughs> I remember that. I was watching the final game, and everybody was trying to see if uh, he was going to break Marino's record. And he threw a pass, and it, then he needed like eight or ten yards, and it was like an out of bounds shitty pass. And everyone was like, "Oh!" But then two years later, he broke the he broke the record anyway, and everyone's like, "Yay!" That happened. <laughs> I know I'm not crazy. Okay, so Todd Gurley uh is is ninth or was ninth in uh in yardage. Four away from top five. That's again real bold prediction. Okay. There. Okay, you know what? <laughs> why why don't we do this? No, we'll lead the league. He's gonna lead the league in uh in yardage. There's a bold prediction. Let's do that. I could see that. I mean Jeff Fisher's a conservative guy. I'd I'd like to see he'd probably gonna run the ball. Probably not gonna give what's his face, the new guy. Too many, too yeah. many. Uh, they're not going to put all the pressure on uh, Ryan Gosling at quarterback there. <laughs> so, wow. Have you seen him? He looks exactly like Ryan Gosling as a football player. No, I, I actually haven't. Uh, I, I oh wait, yes, I have. Yeah, he was. He's a, he's a handsome he's a young man. Boat. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to hold me in his arms. Yeah, a little bit. It's tender, just, you know. Oh, just, a, just a little bit of cuddling. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just, just, I've just. Lean my head on his shoulder and have him stroke my hair. You know, yeah. I, I'm I'm still not sure. Are we talking about Jared Goff or Case Keenum? Both of both of whom are, uh, who are no, Jared Goff. Okay, because Case Keenum is is a is an attractive man too. Ah, for a backup, yeah, for a backup, attractive for a backup. <laughs> he, he's he, he he's a he's a backup seven. Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> No one cares about Case Keenum. He's not starting. That's true. That's true. Oh. Yeah, but that's going to be. I, I'm. I'm excited to to watch the Rams. And and by the way, I was actually wrong on my stats. Um, Todd Gurley is. This is a. Uh, my take is getting less and less strong as the podcast goes on. He he was a top three running back. <laughs> I knew he was. And, yeah, he was. Really he was, he, he had uh one thousand one hundred and six yards. Uh, third to Adrian Peterson with almost 1,500 and Doug, Doug Martin with a little over 1,400. Here's another bold prediction. I think Jameis turns to shit. Jameis Winston? Yeah. 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 Turns back into a pumpkin. Yeah. Sure. He, he was on the upswing last year, but I don't know. Something something about Jameis just tells me if something starts to go wrong, real wrong, it's going to crash. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And... Or maybe he'll get it. It's caught up in another scandal. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think that I think that Jam- Jameis comes back to earth. Uh, not not even back to earth. He turns into a pumpkin. Um, how many games do you think uh, 
they win five. Five. Ooh, that's I, low, I, I think buddy. the Bucks are going to win five games. That, I mean, they're in a tough division. The Panthers will still be good. Mm-hmm. The Falcons, they're kind of a paper tiger, but they're always competent enough to at least win some games, especially in the beginning of the season. The Saints are, oh, they're mediocre. All right, actually, the more I say about it now, maybe the division isn't that great, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have faith in the Bucks. Okay, I, I'm because they're usually good for eight. You know, they've just well. got a new coach. We don't know how good the coach is going to be. It's true. I don't have faith in the Bucks. I don't have faith in the Bucks. I don't have faith in who else. I'm trying to think of a team that was in the playoffs last year, and I don't think it's going to be this year. Mm. Uh, the Vikings. I don't think the Vikings. I think the Vikings will just miss the playoffs because I think the Packers are going to get back on top. Oh sure, yeah, that's. I I completely agree with that. I like the Vikings a lot, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to just miss it. Um, I'm going to disagree with that. I okay. think the Vikings are poised. I think Mike Zimmer is uh, one of those coaches we were talking about earlier, who is a guy who can take a defensive end and turn him into a perennial all-star just because he knows how to play the, the thing better. I think Teddy Bridgewater is super underrated. It's really trendy to hate on right now. Reddit and, you know, our own forums and reposts and stuff like that. He's the type of guy who I think is a franchise quarterback. And people are going to go, what? He's like tiny. He's thin. You know, he can't throw the ball really far. I think that he does everything right. I really do. I think he's going to take a leap this year. I think Adrian Peterson's still an athletic freak and still going to put up a ton of yards. I think they got a bunch of good new wide receivers. They're going to help him out. Their defense is a year better underneath Mike Zimmer. I think they can actually take the Packers crown this year. I think Adrian Peterson's going to break this year. Oh, yeah. you think you you I, think Peterson's going to break, I, but Cam won't. Yeah, I do. I do. Honestly, I, I mean, Peterson is pretty old. I and that's that's the only reason I say that is because they're like, you know, they're they're kind of they're built the same way in terms of like being big, strong freaks of nature. You know, they've got that kind of, like, LeBron. They have the LeBron genes, right, that are just, like, you you, you came out you came out with a 0% body fat, you know, 0% body fat. It's a boy, and he's got six-pack abs. Yeah, exactly, right? So As, so, as a, as a one-minute-old baby. Yeah, and, um, and the, so the only reason I, you know, I'm saying that about Adrian Peterson is because, you know, he's, he's getting up there. So I think, I think... Um, I think he breaks this season. Maybe. Could happen. He needs to get some HGH upon him and to skip some drug tests. Like <laughs> yeah, it. there you go. But, Do you have uh, any uh, crazy predictions, not necessarily due to success or failure of certain mm-hmm. players, mm-hmm. but just something crazy that you think is going to happen, <laughs> like the scumbag kicker? <laughs> scumbag kicker is Pete Slipping. Um, I, think that, uh, I think that there's going to be a wide receiver or a cornerback soon that's going to try to be Deion Sanders. I, I think he's going to try to oh. bring his own personality. I think he's going to try to break the rules, sort of like a Chad Johnson type of deal, where he's mm-hmm. just going to be paying the fines and stuff just to stick out, because there is a huge wage disparity between football players and other players of the major four sports in uh, America. And That's I true. think they're going to try to get wrestle a little bit more personality away from, you know, Stoneface Goodell. I, mm. I hope that you're right that, about that. That sounds like something I want to happen. Yes, yeah. yes, please. I hope that that prediction Josh Norman true. and Yeah, Josh Norman and ODB are getting close. But the problem is mm-hmm. they're both, you know, 
I'm, I'm going to use the term bitch made uh, because <laughs> come on, it's you know more, they're trying to make a rivalry where there is none. They were both acting like assholes that game. I say as a yeah, Giants fan, no, that's they they were both, and uh, yeah, I like both of them a lot. Yeah. I want but, something like that, but, you know, maybe something different. Maybe, like, Kevin White comes out there and just, like, you know, uh, hang the white flag or something. Yes. <laughs> oh, dude. That'd be great. Yo, oh, okay. So, so yeah, no. Um, I'll, I'll kind of uh, – I will um, expound on that. I think that there's at least one end zone, uh, end zone celebration that involves <laughs> a prop. Yeah, <laughs> either either given to them by a by a fan in the audience or by someone who is like a teammate on the bench who he was like, yeah, like ODB catches a touchdown pass and and like he he um he hands he hands something to like a bench player and he's like, listen, if I if I catch you know if I score, just hand me this rubber chicken. Trust me, I know what I'm doing, and just like you know some some sort of thing like that. I think is going to happen. Oh, oh, speaking of celebrations, you guys think um, anyone is going to be injured performing a celebration? celebration? Oh, kind of like how people would tear their ACLs mocking uh, the discount double check. Oh, no, it wasn't that. It was, um, geez, there was that one specific move. Was it the discount double check? Yeah, maybe it wasn't. I think it was, it was the, a discount double check because it happened to the Bears guy and it happened to the Lions guy. And I think they both sacked Rodgers and then Holy did like a sort of a jump and then like did the belt move and they landed and it just twisted their knee. I think it was a discount it, double it was check. Steven Tullock was the one. I remember yeah, it was, it was Tullock. That's right. I can't remember the other guy. I know it was the Bears guy too. You're talking about it was a D lineman. It but, was uh, uh, Lamar Houston. Lamar Houston. Yeah, Goes to show it. you. Uh, don't pull the Martin Grammatica, kids. Just stay yeah. on your feet. Yep. Uh, Celebrate properly. That's an interesting one. I'd like to see a new celebration. We haven't had an icky shuffle in a while. Oh yeah, dude, the icky shuffle. We, we great. really need a new a new dance. But the problem is the new new dances get worn out with the internet. And kids, so fast. Yeah. like last year with the dab. So the, many children the, dab now. Did I? Did I? <laughs> t- okay, so uh, I think I told Dave this. I I'm sure you uh you know you weren't aware of this uh but I. I went to one of my cousin's bar mitzvahs uh, this spring and seeing a bunch of 11 to 14 year old white Jewish kids dab in, in a suburb of Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just one. Oh. Expound on that. I don't know. Do kids not dab? It was so dab? sad. It made me angry. <laughs> I know. I hate um, it. I didn't even know what dabbing was for the longest time. Turns out it's a drug. Right, you take this drug and you <laughs> yeah, put you it take on, a dab. Yeah, yeah, and you, it makes you cough so hard you cough into your. Sh- <laughs> That's what a dabbing is, uh, which I'm guessing the librarian at my school doesn't know what that is when she's doing it. Which means that dance is over. And you're right, there's, yep. a, there's a problem with yep. that. You can't have any cool stuff. It was anymore. it was over when Goodell did it. At the uh, Thanksgiving game. Can, that's when it was over. You could feel the oh, ripple yeah, of death. That's right. Yep. That's right. Yep. The, the, it, he did the dab, and it was like a shockwave of it's done. It's, yep. Yep. Uh, one of my predictions is that I think the Giants might lead the league in passing this year. I am not going to disagree with that. I don't think that's an unreasonable thing. If if Shepard pans out the way we all kind of seem to think he will. They, I think they're going to be good. The only thing I'm a little bit worried about is our tight end situation. Mm. If we had a good tight end, we I would definitely consider that a reasonable 
Well, Ty's not your traditional tight end. He's a little bit short. No. Uh, he's an H-back sort of guy. But he, he's getting the job done. Everyone's praising him. Everyone likes him. And this, is, yeah. this isn't Madden where you can just, you know, select someone who's, you know, 90 overall tight end in the first round and get him up. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you I, don't, know, I don't I think, think that's, that's that far-fetched Well, who's either, their yeah. competition for that? I mean, obviously, I, I would guess the Steelers would be a big competition there with Brown well, and So for, yeah, for exactly. 20, 2015, 2015, so Eli was sixth in passing yardage. And that was with just basically just Beckham. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Randall is a joke. Um, he it, he was hurt. He was not what he could have been. Um, and he so he's behind. Uh, so Breeze led the league with uh, forty eight seventy. Then it was uh, Rivers, um, Rivers, Brady, Palmer, uh, Matty Ice, and then Eli with uh, forty four thirty six. I don't think, yeah, I, I don't think it's that far fetched, but Philip Rivers will always be near the top of that list just because he's, you know, he's probably the only part of the Chargers team that's still working. reasonable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, the Chargers are kind of a mess, but Rivers will be good enough, right? And you know, he he's got. I honestly didn't even realize he was that high because the Chargers got like no press last year at all. No, because no. they they weren't a good team. But but well, that's the thing, man. If if you play fantasy football, you you always know that Philip Rivers will put up numbers. Like he'll have a billion interceptions. He had yeah, he had thirteen this this season, which is kind of medium. Yeah, medium. I, I, it's not terrible, but it's not great. Yeah, Matt Ryan had sixteen. Anyway, um. He's always, no matter how good or bad the Chargers are, you know Philip Rivers is gonna, you know, get his passing yards because just because that's the way the offense works, you know. It's, it's, yeah, it's Philip Rivers. He's the type of guy that goes out there and says, "Give me the ball," and you give it to him because this is, you know, real life. And again, not Madden. You don't pick your plays and mm-hmm. get your thing down there. You're gonna go to the guy who's the veteran, and he's the veteran. He might start getting moved away. That's from that, that's though, true. His arm strength's been failing the last few seasons. Eli, Eli, yeah, because he's finally he's in an offense better. that is a little bit less risky. And I, he's, he finally has a system around him that really works to some of his strengths. It's kind of depressing that he, he's finally had two of his best seasons on seasons that the Giants themselves have been shit. Right. So it's been overlooked, but he's had a basically a career renaissance under McAdoo. And I'm, I'm honestly kind of excited to see what he does this year without Coughlin's old kind of crusty conservatism <laughs> holding, holding McAdoo back. I want to yeah. see what McAdoo does when McAdoo is unleashed. Shut if he goes up. like you know full-on crazy so if we get eli we'll have obj he'll be good obviously he's he's proven that he's going to be good he's mm-hmm. not just one catch he's uh will hopefully have Cruz back i don't think he's going to be the same but i no. still think he'll be decent he'll be good he'll, enough. he'll still be he'll still be effective that defenses will have to consider him and then the the big unknown is probably shepherd but shepherd by all accounts seems pretty good well so that's the thing man if you if you have like you got the best receiver in the game on your team Mm -hmm. right and like it it, at some point if you have two pretty good to great receivers there so who do you put on who on defense right like if you're if you're playing man it'll be a matchup problem because you're not going to be able to double them all right exactly unless you have like just let's put nobody on the line and just field a team of all cornerbacks and safeties and on top of that, we will have Vereen. Oh yeah, uh, who who's a good pass catcher, or the uh, possibly the guy we drafted in like the fifth round. Shane Shane Vereen is is. I mean, he's not going to really make that. Yeah, the running back. I forget his name. Oh, you're talking about the running back? Why yeah, can't that was I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Kendall Perkins. It was a Cal or UCLA? I, 
I think it was UCLA. Yeah, no. Perkins, I'm yeah. pretty sure, is from UCLA. UCLA. Yeah, that's what it was. He's it was the Bruins. Bruins. I was talking about it. He was one of those Bruins players that's always <laughs> everything and never pins no. on the NFL. Or, or not, never pins on the NFL. No. Never brings mm. anything to UCLA. Even though they have they're never they good tons of good players, they're never good. So, yeah, I, th- I think that's a good prediction. And I'm fully on board. Yeah. Di- Giants fan high five. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got anything else, Sam? Um, I'm um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to think if, if if I can uh make a bold prediction for the Bears. The Bears have become a boring team. Uh, they have, and and I like, I, you know, Kevin Kevin White is going to be exciting. Like it's going to be cool to have him back and see what he can do. Jay Jay Cutler will average less than one interception per game, maybe. Like, uh. Maybe, maybe they'll make the playoffs. Here's a bold prediction. Jay Cutler will vaccinate his child. Oh, we know that's (laughs) never going to (laughs) happen. Maybe Jay Cutler will care enough to to vaccinate his child. There's there's your bold prediction. Oh, oh, I I could actually do one. I think bold prediction, uh, Jay Cutler's wife, Kristen Cavallari, writes a book. Writes like a lifestyle (laughs) book. (laughs) Like goes full Gwyneth Paltrow. Yep. I like to feed yep. my children quinoa <laughs> because they always have the Even measles. Though they hate me. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, one more that's, that's my that's yeah. my uh, that's my Bears prediction. I can't think of any more real bold predictions. Honestly, out of all this, all I want right now is a scumbag kicker. God, scumbag I just, kicker. I want a scumbag Scumber kicker. I th- what will be really really funny about that if that happens, you know, no matter no matter what the uh, you know offense is, if he like if it's like he holds up a, a you know a gas station or you know whatever. My this is the NFL. He's gonna beat somebody. Yeah, up. yeah. I hope that doesn't happen. But um, he, he, or he's gonna get he's gonna get a DUI, get in a car accident, or he's gonna beat someone. Right, probably a woman. The that, I'm gonna that this is the NFL. That's what's gonna happen. My my what I'm excited for is is to see Chris Cluey's reaction to it and about how like oh you know this guy is bringing shame upon the upon the uh, the storied profession of being an NFL kicker. You forgot the weird cursing and the lull. Yeah. Oh God. Yep. 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 So yeah, that's 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 what I'm excited for about about scumbag kickerdom is is seeing all the current react. I think I what? have another uh, bold prediction. One more, all right, one, one more, more and it's we're not wrapping a football, it up. Okay, it's also a a, 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 a very forced segue. Uh, the Rio Olympics are going to be a shit show. That's not a bold prediction. No, that's not a bold <laughs> prediction at all. That's a known fact. Yeah, it's already literally a shit show. <laughs> Wow! Literally, yeah, the sewage problems. No, you're literally right, and and one of the problems is there is shit in the water, and shit in the water that will be shown because the rowers and like the triathletes, anyone who's who's got an outdoor water sport, will be swimming in poop water. So it literally yep. will be a shit show. Every time I've seen a commercial for the Olympics lately. It was like all these athletes. I oh, I'm so excited to go to Rio. I'm so excited to represent my country, and I'm just sitting there like, you should have waited till the next one. Yeah, really. This just is like this sat, is, sat this one out. I can't imagine being the the athlete who finally works so hard, and this is their peak, and they're stuck going to the Rio Olympics. Have you seen that? All the NBA basketball players are exodusing. Every single one who matters. 
Kyrie Irving. no. Russell Westbrook, no. Kevin Durant, no. Rio is going to be so bad. The only thing I'm going to watch is because of that other podcast we did. I'm just going to watch oh, the, the steeplechase. Chase is going to be great. I'm like, I I told you this, that I, I watched the the qualifiers and they were amazing i really yeah i don't know if you heard that podcast nick but we got really into the steeplechase in one episode it's that sport where it's kind of like where the runners have to run and then there's like this big hurdle hurdle, and then there's a puddle of water on the other side and they have to jump off the hurdle into the water and keep going and it's basically just racing but, like that but they're also it's so dumb they're also like there's a hurdle track just sounds cool there's a hurdle track yeah. too it's like it's like there are normal hurdles and then on the track there's another like larger thicker hurdle that you jump over and then there's water at the other it's side. basically someone saying hey we need another running event let's let's just mishmash together some other things let's mishmash the long jump put it put it over a puddle of yep. water and the hurdles yep. and let's see what happens yep and, but and now it's an official sport and you can win a gold medal and honors for basically this weird hybrid running competition i got really into it when i was watching the qualifiers i was like i thought this was dumb and now i i, I think it's amazing <laughs> i think it's the best thing ever so yeah i will be watching i will be setting myself like a uh an espn app alert the, the Olympics are going to be bad. I think we could talk more about the Olympics when the Olympics are, are here actually happening. And yeah, we're, we're, and we're dealing with preseason football. Yep, that's true. So I, I let, do. Let's talk do. about the Olympics then. Anyway, so mm. this is wrapping up. We've we've hit an hour here. We'll wrap up. So we'll start off with Nick. How can we follow you, Nick? Uh, I am Daltos on Twitter. You get to see all the funny uh, musings of my mind in 140. <laughs> I don't know, man. What did I just post about? Let me see my last post. On this pro- on this podcast, this football podcast, you're hearing me live. Look up my Twitter tweets. We should start a rumor that shaking your phone helps catch Pokemon better. I wanted to do that so people would be shaking their phones in public. And you good. Go. That would actually be pretty funny. You could see somebody shake it because then you'd inevitably have the stories about the person who shakes the phone and drops it because they're dumb, breaks their phone, and now they can't catch their Pokemon's. Sam. Uh, yeah. You speaking can, of Pokemon's, you can follow me at Sam Grzezes. At S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S-E-S-E-S. I also write for uh, Gameskinny.com, and I have some future projects that I don't think I can talk about now, but that are coming in the future that you can follow me there too. So that'll be fun. No teaser trailers. No teaser trailers, but this this is not a teaser trailer. I'm also on Twitch at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. Uh, I stream. I'm going to start streaming more regularly, so uh, definitely. Uh, follow me there. I'm gonna probably be playing some Overwatch uh, this week, and then uh, you know after I get my move settled, uh, Dave and I sometimes play Rocket League there uh, when my internet when isn't, it works. Yeah, when my internet isn't. Anyway, sure. thank you for listening. I'm Drawplay Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Drawplay Dave on Facebook at the Drawplay Comic. This podcast and the site from the drawplay.com is brought to you by my patreon so please contribute and help me out and thank you for listening we'll hear you next week Woo! all right